0: Ready to break free from algorithms, vanity PR, and money-sucking ads? My name's Larissa Worstiek, and I've learned in seven years of jewelry marketing that content is the crown jewel. My agency, Joy Joya, takes a holistic approach, leading with laser-focused storytelling, impactful content creation, and strategic content distribution. This method has worked for the solopreneur as well as the multi-million dollar company, and now I'm sharing the same systems and tactics with you. Here's to standing out in the sea of sparkle. Welcome to episode 276. In this episode, I'll delve into the significance of empathizing with your customers and also share strategies on how to do that effectively. Recently, during a client call, me and this client, we were bouncing ideas back and forth about the direction of their business and which products or collections to prioritize in upcoming marketing campaigns, as well as which types of types of products would be interesting to develop for the sake of attracting customer attention and interest and despite this extensive brainstorming session we finally hit a roadblock when it came to making any final decisions why because in the end our opinions even as the business owner and even as the marketing expert are pretty much close to <laughs> irrelevant What truly matters is understanding what resonates with your customers, the customers, and also how they'll respond. So instead of continuing our endless brainstorm, we narrowed down our ideas to a few favorites and decided we would gradually introduce and test these ideas to gauge customer reactions before fully committing to any one decision. This way we ensure that our marketing efforts align closely with what our customers truly love. When you're too convinced of how your audience will respond to something, that becomes a surefire way to set yourself up for disappointment. So keep listening or watching to understand how to slowly roll out your new ideas to your customers, how to understand whether or not those ideas are worth pursuing, And then what to do once you've found that your customers are responding positively For that maximum impact in your marketing. But before we get to the solid gold, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this podcast has both audio and video, so you can either listen on your favorite podcast platform or watch on YouTube by searching Joy Joya. You can support the podcast for free by taking the time not only to subscribe, but also to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, my sparklers, let's get into today's episode. You're about to discover how to ensure that your ideas are worth pursuing and that you're not just spinning your wheels and going down a suboptimal path. So first things first, how do you actually roll out ideas slowly to new customers? Well, you wanna begin with a small sample. So if this is possible, you wanna identify a segment of your customer base or a specific demographic that aligns with the target audience for whatever new idea you're gonna be releasing, whether that's a new product, a new collection, a new service, a new direction for your business, whatever that is, Start with a small sample. And if you want to take this a step further and you have like a pretty decently sized customer base, maybe even think about creating a VIP group, people who have purchased from you in the past, people who are just like true fans of your brand, or maybe even consider a customer loyalty program. Again, for people who have purchased regularly from you, maybe they've spent a certain dollar amount with you, And that way, in the future, when you do want to roll out new ideas, you kind of have this pre-chosen set of customers where early access is a perk for them. And you can trust them to give you feedback. And maybe that's something that you explain to them that you really value and want their feedback, and you want to know what kind of products, services, collections, whatever they want in the future. So let those special people know that they get that privilege. Maybe they even get a special discount or some other incentive to encourage them to participate. And then you want to introduce this new idea to the selected group, either through like a soft launch a limited release this could be online this could be in person it really depends what this new thing is and exactly like how you want the customers to feel when they first get access to it another option for you if you don't want to launch something as a product for sale you kind of just want to tease the idea of it but not make it available for purchase You can tease it and then say, oh, I made this for myself just to like try it out. Or I made this as a custom piece for a special customer, but I'm thinking about releasing it more widely. Or you can take that and offer it in a very, very limited run, again, to see how people respond to it, even if it's just with like oohs and ahs and I'm interested. A limited edition or a limited time drop is also a really great way to test something and see if you want to make it part of your permanent offerings or like roll it out on a a wider scale. And if you want to know more about using drops in your marketing, you can check out episode 258 for more information about that. So once you've chosen how you want to kind of start rolling things out, you want to definitely gather feedback. So implement various feedback mechanisms like surveys, comment sections on your website or social media platforms, or even direct outreach via email. And if someone does seem really interested, you want to take advantage of that and engage in a dialogue with them. So ask specific questions about the design, the quality, the pricing the overall experience, so that you can gain insights into what really resonates with customers and what areas may need improvement. You don't really have to be like formal about this. You can just express your curiosity and interest in a casual way to your customer. And if you do get a few select buyers from your product teaser, then if you can, I want you to really encourage those customers to share photos, reviews, testimonials, even showcasing how they wear or style the new jewelry pieces, not only so you can share those things for the future, but also that way you get really valuable feedback to help you kind of tailor your offerings moving forward. Even without interacting with your customers directly, you can learn about their preferences through past sales performance. So you want to look for patterns in your customer purchasing behavior like, which designs are selling the best, what are some popular sizes, what are some popular colors, what have been seasonal trends um, or just popular things at different times of the year. You can analyze your sales data by product category SKU or uh, whatever other relevant criteria to really identify which new designs are generating the most revenue. And then compare those sales trends over time to assess whether an initial interest in something, in a new product, for example, is sustained? Like people keep coming back to it even months, years after something is released? Or are your customers more responding to newness and they don't really care once something's been released and it's been your in, in your inventory for a while? Or maybe something becomes popular months or even years after you first released it, These are things to really be aware of to understand customer behavior and help guide your decisions in the future. Even beyond purchase behavior, you want to look at your website traffic. So like, what are people looking at? When are people abandoning carts? Are people actually adding those products to carts? Because even if people aren't purchasing, that can still be a measure of interest in a product collection Category, however, you want to like divide up your inventory. So, even as you gain feedback from your customers, it's also so important to understand the viability of any new ideas that you have. Again, I'm trying to save you time, money, going down a path that's not going to end up like panning out for you. Not every new idea you have is going to benefit your business. Maybe it's a great idea, but it just needs more time, more development. It's just not the right circumstances for it to be rolled out. Or it just needs some more refinement. This is something hard to figure out, especially when you're a new business and you don't have a lot of sales data. You don't have a lot of customers. You have a really small audience to serve as your sample size. Who do you ask? Like, where do you get this data from? But that in itself should really motivate you to at least, if you're not able to get those sales right away, try to grow your audience, whether that's on social media, whether that's by building your email list, whether that's by getting out in front of people at events. Build that audience and in turn also build authentic relationships with those people so that you can really have a sample size to work with with your quote unquote idea experiments, that's going to help you just have a better gauge for everything that you do in your business. And as you are able to get feedback, dig even deeper into that feedback. So maybe you got some early positive responses about your idea. I want you to go back even into past customer feedback as well and categorize that into recurring themes, suggestions, language. What are your customers saying? look for both positive and negative comments to understand which aspects of your brand and your products are working well and where can improvements be made if they if needed if you have some really die hard fan customers which i love that for you <laughs> even if it's just a little handful those people are true diamonds for you. So I want you to conduct in-depth interviews with those people, especially when you are like on the verge of trying to make a change in your business or launching something new. And that way you can get more detailed, qualitative insights. You can offer to compensate them, give them a very special discount. Maybe even if the price point allows, you can gift them with a piece of jewelry in exchange for their time, whatever makes sense for your business. And also, don't forget to see what your competitors are doing. So research and analyze similar jewelry designs offered by competitors to understand market trends and consumer preferences, and then identify gaps or opportunities in the market where your new designs can differentiate and offer unique value propositions. All right, so once positive responses are identified, you're confident that a new idea is one worth pursuing. How can you really maximize the impact in your marketing? So, if you see that positive opportunity, you got the feedback, your research is giving you the green light, the go ahead, it's time to fully lean in and commit to your idea. I want you to shout it from the rooftops in your marketing. You can even Be transparent in that messaging and say that by popular demand of your fans, you're rolling out something new. Are your VIP fans already raving? Then get those customer testimonials or reviews that showcase the positive experiences and satisfaction with whatever new thing you're launching Incorporate those testimonials into your marketing materials, including your product pages, your email campaigns, and social media posts. Have you already gotten those VIPs to share photos? I hope so. That would be amazing. So capitalize on that in your social proof. Encourage customers to share photos or videos of themselves wearing your new jewelry designs on social media using branded hashtags or tagging your account. Curate user-generated content to create a sense of community and authenticity around your brand and products. Leverage social proof by featuring customer-generated content in your marketing campaigns and product showcases. I really want you to think about this as inspiring your customers to take a risk on something new. I think a lot of people are risk averse, they don't want to depart from the same old, and to inspire them, you want to show them how excited you are about your new product, even if it's a big departure from your existing product offerings. Create limited time offers, exclusive promotions, get live on Instagram, and literally show how excited you are. Maybe there's free gifts involved, maybe there's a giveaway, maybe there's a bundled deal, Just make it feel like a party, something that you genuinely are really excited to show them. And also communicate that exclusivity and value through those email campaigns, social media posts, and on your website. And stick with that excitement. One kind of mistake that I see too often is like, a brand will show one day of excitement. <laughs> There'll be like one email campaign. You need to kind of like sustain that enthusiasm and excitement. I think one of the biggest mistakes is just saying it once and moving on. So give it some airtime. Spend a few email campaigns highlighting it in new ways. Tell the story over a few different social posts. Return to it again and again because most of your customers aren't going to see the message The first time you share it, and even when or if they do see it, they may not be motivated to buy right away. It's going to take a lot of touch points to get them to feel convinced that they want to take an action. And then after all of this, or even during, take notes on that rollout. So, what does this mean for your next moves? How will you be more strategic about what you launch in the future? Will you be taking more risks? Or being more careful with new things that you introduce and new steps forward? Can you build even better relationships with those VIPs and the customers you trust the most? And how can you bring them closer into your circle? So what do you think about that? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Have you been like on the fence about launching something new and you're not quite sure how to do it? Does this feel helpful to you? Let me know in a podcast review or in a YouTube comment. Okay, let's get into the goldmine. Welcome to another edition of the goldmine, a segment where I share personal, where I get personal and share insights on entrepreneurship, mindset, success, growth, all things business. And on this week's segment of the goldmine, I really wanna chat about the importance of remembering that most people in the world don't buy jewelry regularly. And if they do buy jewelry, they're probably not spending a significant amount of money on it. And so what does that mean for charming the customer who is potentially interested in buying jewelry from you, but isn't mentally prepared for whatever price point that you have? I did some data digging on this and found from recent data that the average American spends just... $78 on jewelry annually, which I think when you're in the jewelry industry and you're passionate about jewelry and it's your life, that probably seems like a very small amount. But I think outside of the jewelry industry, that may feel like a lot of money to most people. So let's say you come across someone who hasn't purchased jewelry in a while, maybe not even ever. They're not aware of how much gold costs today or how much jewelry manufacturing is and what is all involved in that. And suddenly, this person decides they want to buy a nice gift for a loved one. They've decided on jewelry. Maybe they want a solid gold charm bracelet to celebrate a milestone. That person who hasn't shopped for jewelry in a while or maybe even ever is going to be likely very sticker-shocked when they start to realize how much gold jewelry really costs in the marketplace. And especially so if they're particular about what they're looking for, like if they want something made locally or something that's handmade or a more exclusive design. You probably seen somewhere out in the wilds of the internet, an Instagram or Facebook ad of jewelry and reading the comments by whoever got targeted by that ad. And there's always someone who just has to comment, whoa, that's way too expensive. That price is crazy. Okay. (laughs) I've seen it a bunch of times and I always kind of chuckle a little bit because it's a little bit of a rude thing to say. Price is all relative. Something's always going to feel expensive or cheap to someone. And the reality is that most people who don't shop for jewelry, they're not behind the scenes in the jewelry industry. They don't know how much things cost they don't know about gemstones, they don't know about the cost of gold, they don't know what it takes to produce a beautiful piece of jewelry that's not just churned out with poor quality metals somewhere in an anonymous factory. And also within the square of an Instagram ad or post that they're seeing, they're just viewing an object that's being presented to them as a commodity with very little of the emotion, passion, storytelling, effort, process attached to it. So they're making a flash judgment based on their lack of context and inexperience in shopping a similar type of product. So maybe that person with an automatic reaction of sticker shock, maybe they're not your customer anyway, so why bother? But I think there are definitely some people out there who could be convinced to purchase your jewelry or at least appreciate it as something they could want for the future and budget and save for if you're able to really show them the value even before they see the price and they make a judgment about it. And that really means educating them on what it takes to source the materials, the value of the materials and why, as well as what it takes to make the piece and what makes it special beyond even just the cost of the the good the parts you know and that means elevating the shopping and customer experience so those things speak for themselves it's like when we walk past an exclusive high fashion shop in a city and the exterior of that building is all polished and glitzy and there's a literal red velvet rope outside with people lining up to get in then you immediately think to yourself well that must be an expensive and in- exclusive shop And even if I can't afford it, I'm not going to personally be shocked when I see the price tags. And it will make sense to me that everything is priced that way. And I will then decide if that's for me or not for me. But I'm likely not going to make too many judgments or have a lot of shock about it. So how can we make that make sense to customers who are sticker shocked by jewelry prices that you as the maker know are justified? I think eliciting in, oh, I get why it's priced that way, is much better than the reaction of, that's priced way too high. And also remember, as I mentioned earlier, perception about pricing is all relative. So I think the tips I'm about to share could work just as well for a brand that sells something for $100 as for a brand that sells something for $1,000 and above, because something will always feel really cheap or too expensive to someone. At the end of the day, it's not about the commodity itself but the value that you are able to exchange to the customer. And when customers are buying into value, no matter what the price point, they're more likely to become customers for life rather than someone who's just price comparing for their next purchase and hopping from one brand to another trying to find the best deal. So to establish value and exclusivity up front, you want to make sure you have that compelling brand story, emphasizing what makes your jewelry unique, the passion behind each piece. You want to showcase the artist three artists Through professional photography, personalized packaging, curated brand experiences, you want to educate customers on that value proposition of your jewelry through educational content, through personalized guidance to help them understand that their money, no matter what amount it is, is being well spent. Nurture relationships and build trust by offering flexible payment options like financing, installment plans, That way, you can ensure accessibility without compromising value. If you can, personalize the shopping experience through tailored recommendations, VIP perks, exceptional after-sales service like hassle-free returns and repairs, foster community engagement through user-generated content, and or building a supportive environment where customers feel valued and connected. Focus on building that long-term loyalty by consistently delivering outstanding customer service, staying in touch with personalized communication, and offering ongoing support beyond the initial purchase. Encourage repeat business through VIP rewards, early access, as I talked about earlier in this episode, special surprises. Make that loyal customer base that feels appreciated and inspired by your brand And then that all just feeds the success of all your decisions moving forward because you actually have a sample size of dedicated, trusting, loyal, appreciative, adoring customers who will be willing to give back to you because you're giving so much to them through value. So, what are your thoughts about that? Are you helping customers understand your value? Drop me a message via Instagram DM, leave a review on the podcast or comment on the YouTube channel. Let's talk about it. Did you have any questions about today's episode? You can always email me, Larissa. That's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. If you love this podcast, please share it with a friend who'd appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe as well as leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're completely new to digital marketing, then you'll want to purchase and read a copy of my book, Jewelry, Marketing, Joy, Visit joyjoya.com slash book for more information.